Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike him, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented as always by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, and you know this man, five teams, seven years, Washington, Dallas, Buffalo, New England, Cleveland, got a bunch of podcasts, including the Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily, Monday through Friday. On Tuesdays, we've got the Even Money Betting Podcast, which people love. Wednesday and Thursday, Fantasy Feast, Parts 1 and 2. Monday's, of course, my time to do some of our takeaways from college football and then look at some of the best prospects in the biggest games and make our picks against the spread heading into the college weekend here on the College Draft Podcast. Nobody, and I mean nobody, had a better weekend then Emory Hunt, 4-1 and one with his picks. We'll get to those momentarily. Check him out on social media like I do, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it. Football Game Plan on YouTube. He's got the draft guide, which is incredible. Footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. I keep telling everybody on the Even Money podcast, you got to listen to this show or watch it, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Emery, fantastic, man. Fantastic. You had Georgia State getting the six and a half against Coastal. They won outright. You had Rutgers getting the 26 against Michigan. They covered. You took um, the under. For Notre Dame, Ohio State, under 54, that was a great call. I don't even know if I offered you the under. I just gave you the spread, and then you took the under, which was phenomenal. Oregon, Colorado was your only miss. Wow. That was a epic beatdown by the Ducks. And then Iowa, Penn State, you laid the 14 with Penn State, which I wasn't so sure about, and they blew out the Hawkeyes. 31 nothing. Take a bow, sir. Four and one last week with your college football bets. Yeah, man. It's Listen, it, we're now starting to see these teams formulate who they are as we get into the meat of what will start to be conference play. Colorado, Oregon, that was just a, a – I didn't expect Colorado's offense to not show up, but kind of par for the course for what we've seen from them not being able to protect Shadur Sanders, although – 
half of those sacks are on Shador for holding the ball too long, trying to make a play. Uh, I just hate that. Uh, and I tweeted this out about a couple of weeks ago. You know, the greatest scapegoat in America right now is blame the offensive line. Every NFL team that loses their go-to, I mean, if the offensive line just don't, listen, man, it's hard to have five guys be terrible. Like some of that blame is on the running back, the quarterback, receivers not getting open. We just can't just assume that five guys up front all stink for any team that loses. So stop blaming the offensive line. You are uh, preaching to the choir on that one. I'll say this. I do think pressures a lot of times are, uh, you know, really on offensive line for the most part. Um, Hurries. But I see some of these sacks that some of these quarterbacks take. And you ever notice, like, how Peyton Manning, like, never got sacked or hardly ever? Or like Breeze or Brady and how how rarely some of these guys get sacked because they get rid of the ball so quickly. It is I think it's more I would love to do a breakdown. Depends on the team. Off the top of my head, I would say sacks are like forty percent O line, forty percent quarterback, ten percent running back, ten percent wide receiver. The actual sack, okay? You know, where where you would say, okay, offensive line's got to be better than that, but the quarterback's got to get rid of it. 10% running back doesn't know he's high or doesn't pick up the blitz. 10% the receiver doesn't do what they're supposed to do, fools the quarterback, doesn't know he's hot, whatever. 40% the offensive line gets beat or, or misses a protection or whatever. But the quarterback, I mean, they, they have a lot to do with whether or not they, they actually get sacked. I mean, they're the ones with the ball. They're the ones that get sacked. I, listen, I, I've heard Giant fans, since I've been covering the Giants, blame the offensive line for a decade. You mean tell me all the all the linemen, the different pieces have been terrible for over a decade? Stop it. Name me one of Lamar Jackson's offensive linemen. At some point, you're absolutely right. You control the play because you have the ball in your hand. Get out the way. You're an athlete. Get out the way. That's what some of these quarterbacks do, or they get rid of football quickly. Or they, you know, throw the ball away or whatever it may be. But it can't just be these five guys up front are terrible. And we got to keep throwing resources at it. So you mean to tell me you just miss on all the draft picks on the offensive line? You just whiff on all the free offensive linemen you bring in? And I love the, oh, you got to go get some offensive linemen. Well, if these offensive linemen that you are saying go get are great, they would be on teams already. So people just love to blame the offensive line for everything. Some of the other takeaways for me, Emery, from uh, the weekend that was, man, I mean, we can always talk about coaching and the impact of that. That was a golden opportunity for Notre Dame. And it's funny because everybody's focusing on, like, the goal line plays, but it was, like, third and 19, and they were able to throw the ball down to the two-yard line. That was a huge, huge play in that game. Obviously, Penn State looked really, really good against Iowa. Some other things, I mean, we talk about the transfer portal. Keon Coleman for Florida State is just outrageous. That was a gigantic win for the Seminoles on the road, trailing Clemson. And then my game, Ole Miss-Bama, just so cool, man. I've never been in Tuscaloosa. I've seen it so many times over the years mm-hmm. on TV. And then it feels like I've seen like Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson do those games in that booth. So to be sitting up there. 
It was really, really cool. Great atmosphere. Alabama, they've got some impressive players, especially on defense. I mean, both their edge guys are good. D-line's good against the run. And they're, they got a really good linebacker in Deontay Lawson. And then they're secondary. I mean, Alabama, I can't remember the last time they didn't have a couple guys in the secondary who were just so – I mean, Malachi Moore, their star. We know about Kool-Aid McKintree. I think the other corner, Terry and Arnold, is a really good player as well. That was a high-powered Ole Miss offense that Alabama held to 10 points. And I did say it – I can't remember when, Emery, but I did say at some point – Talking about Bama's offensive line playing better in the second half, I said, heck, there are some years I would joke around with my buddies that, that Bama's offensive line should win the Heisman. That was you, Emery, on this show. <laughs> you, you're my buddy that I joked around with on the show. And you might have been the first one to say it, talking about, I think Bama's offensive line should win the Heisman. Uh, I don't think they're, they're that good this year, but they were certainly better in the second half of that game. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating to watch. Um, some of these games this weekend, like Ole Miss had probably the best opportunity to pull off the upset. But once again, some guys are just beat by, you know, getting out the tunnel and seeing that Bama helmet and just automatically lose. The Mike Tyson effect, you see it often with teams. And you see it at the FCS level with North Dakota State. You're seeing it at the Division Two level with Ferris State. <laughs> you see it all the time. Uh, Division three with all the schools in Wisconsin, obviously, with how well they play in Mount Union uh, in Ohio. So, yeah, every time if you are beat by before the ball snaps, it's hard to overcome that. Um, It's never hard to overcome knowing what to eat, because just like the clock will stop on this podcast, whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Pizza cravings hit at halftime. That's ordering time. Dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom. They're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. All right, Emery, let's take a a look. Uh, Anything else, by the way, jump out of you from the action this past weekend? Any players, any positions, anything else we need to hone in on before we look ahead? Listen, the game I did this past weekend, Morgan State, and you, Albany, went into double overtime, rainy game down in Baltimore. It was a defensive cornucopia of prospects. You had A.J. Simon, the pass rusher for you, Albany, in addition to uh, Anton Junkaj. Both DNs were just phenomenal for for you, Albany. And their cornerback, Amir Hall, was one of the best corners I've seen at the FCS level. On Morgan State side, I've talked about Javion Morton, a corner for seems like forever. He had made a play consistently on both ends of defense, their safety, Jordan Tolles, has his field of the stat sheet, tackles, TFLs, pick sixes, block field goal returns for touchdowns. He's been phenomenal this year, former LSU transfer. And Elijah Williams, the DN for Morgan State, just lived in the backfield, made a key strip to get the ball back to Morgan State, which allowed them to kick the field goal to go into overtime. Um, so it was a great display of defensive talent uh, out there. And we saw a redemption with the running back, uh, Griffin, uh, I want to get his name correct. He was a true freshman, walk-on true freshman. Griffin Woodall Woodall, um, was going to score a touchdown in the first quarter, running toward the end zone, the ball just popped out his hands. You know, because it's wet out there, just popped out his hands, falls into the end zone, touchback. So he gets the game 
winning touchdown, the game clinching touchdown. This is someone that walked on as a freshman at U Albany, earned a scholarship you know, during summer camp, and was out there toting the rocket crucial parts of the game um, in the fourth quarter for, for the great Danes of fighting Scooby. So I had a really good game. It was a defensive game, overtime game, but a ton of defensive prospects out there uh, that you want to keep an eye on. Wow. Walk on true freshman, and he made a mistake early and then was able to to get the game winner late. That is awesome. Pretty awesome also, Emery, that this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. This is something that I feel very strongly about. You know, I know people that you've got racing thoughts that keep you up at night, waking you up early, preventing you from being able to really enjoy your life. I think a lot of us can probably relate to that at times. I know I could as a player, even now as a broadcaster, sometimes if something didn't go as well as I wanted it to, my head, I get in my head about it. Um, I know a lot of people out there, and probably a lot of you listening or watching have benefited from therapy. Whether or not you've been in therapy, we all know how beneficial it can be. I think it's really helpful to talk to somebody. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash draft today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash draft. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Emery, we look ahead. And we look ahead starting with your guys. Louisiana at Minnesota. Rough loss for Minnesota to Northwestern in overtime this past week. The Golden Gophers are laying nine and a half in this one. Uh, and I know there's a couple prospects in this game. I've heard a lot about this Minnesota safety, Tyler Newbin. Yeah, he's a ball hawk, man. I was shocked at how big he is. He's 6'2", 215 with that range and that fluidity and finds the football. Big fan of him. He's going to be key in this game because the Cajuns have a fantastic quarterback in Zion, uh, Zion Chris, the, the dual-threat quarterback that came in for an injured um Ben Woolrich, who was playing great football for us, and he went out there and just tore up UAB, had an 80-yard touchdown run. Then he had a 50-yarder last week against Buffalo. Uh, Cajun's out 41-3, and then Buffalo scored some garbage points. Um, but this game should be fun, man, because the Cajuns running back, Jacob Cabote, is someone to keep an eye on because he's played at Texas A&M, transferred to UL, uh, was kind of finding his way, and has had 
back-to-back 100-yard games on minimal carries. So he is someone that's a fifth-year senior, graduate senior, that is going to be an underrated pro prospect. He's a big back. He's about 6'2", 225. I met him this summer when I went to speak to the Cajuns, and now he's starting to produce like crazy. You pair that up with Chris and his ability to run the, the ball, this game, to me, screams over. So look at that 47.5-point spread. Take the over because the Cajuns will score. And I may even sprinkle some on the money line, but I like the over heavily. So I'm, that's going to be my pick for this week. Cajuns and Gophers going over 47.5. Over 47.5. Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota just gave up 37 points to Northwestern. I'm a little surprised that the total here is 47.5. That sounds like a good bet to me. Kansas is at Texas. Texas is laying 17. The total there is 61 and a half. Who are the guys you're watching in this one, Emery? Jalen Daniels, the quarterback of Kansas, is so dynamic with the football in his hands, both as a passer and as a runner. He has really become Mr. Jayhawk with how well he's taken over this program the last couple of years and what they've been able to do in the Lance Lightbolt. So he is another quarterback that, in NFL draft circles, people need to start talking about, like they kind of started talking about Shadur Sanders um, after he's already, you know, after he was at Colorado. I'm going to keep bringing it up because people love to play dumb on purpose, Ross. So Jalen Daniels is a phenomenal quarterback, and this offense can score against this team in Texas. This is going to be a fun game to watch. And on Texas side, you like that Byron Murphy, the D tackle, has found a way to be disruptive and a way to, dis- to stop the spread got to blow it up from within and he's been doing a great job getting pressure he's someone that has had a lot of success at texas and that's going to be a key matchup in this game but he's also a pro prospect i'm taking kansas in a point 17 seems like a lot when you have a great quarterback on the opposite side so you have two great quarterbacks in this game quinn yours and also jalen daniels this game will be a lot closer than 17 points in my opinion Kind of thought you'd be taking kansas and the points i would agree with you on that one as well those both both of those uh, make a lot of sense to me. The over for Louisiana, Minnesota, and taking Kansas. 17 points is a bunch, especially with the way Kansas has been playing, that high-powered offense, Jalen Daniels. And they're not afraid. Like, they're not, they're, they won't go into Texas afraid. Those kids, those kids absolutely believe. Um, a couple more interesting games, I think. One of which is Washington at Arizona. Washington's laying 17 points. I don't know how Indiana ever let Michael Penix Jr. leave. I don't know what happened there. I don't remember. Like, they kind of had it rolling with him, Emery. Do you you remember how that went? By the way, Washington's laying 17. Total 70 and a half for Washington at Arizona. But do you remember, like, what the impetus was for him to leave? He just wanted a fresh start because, again, he had – suffered two knee injuries uh, in two years. So he's, he missed a lot of games and missed a couple of seasons at Indiana. So it's kind of like, you know, this maybe some bad juju here with the injury. So he wants to go and prove himself uh, elsewhere and just get away from Indiana who where he played well, had those guys rolling. We all remember the upset when he had, I think it was Michigan they beat. Um, well, they definitely beat Penn State like in the opener the one year, the con- was- controversial – whether he scored or not on fourth down near the pylon. that That's the game I was referring to, the Penn State game. So he had them rolling, and then he goes out to Washington and plays great last year, and it's like, all right, he may come out in the draft night, decide to come back for another year. So 
He's an older prospect, but he's playing phenomenal football. He actually has Washington low-key as a national title contender. You know, we hadn't really seen that since we grew up watching, you know, uh, Napoleon Kaufman, those guys out there, and, and how great Washington used to be in the early to mid-90s. Um, this looks like the same team. They're scoring in bunches. Their defense is opportunistic. They're playing great team defense as well. But Penix play has him in the conversation. Um, maybe he's not a first-round pick, in my opinion, uh, but he's definitely in that day-two range because of his consistency. And we know age is going to be a factor for some of these quarterbacks and his injury history, which is probably what will keep him out of the first round. But he's definitely someone kind of plays a lot like what we see from Josh Dobbs. You know, what we're seeing from him with the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's a great comp for him. I'm excited to see how he's able to continue to play the rest of the season because, like I said before, they got playoff potential. Yeah, they absolutely do. All right, what about Arizona? Michael Wiley, the running back. Um, you know, good, solid, all-around player, man, in terms of how he runs the football, good vision. You know, he's able to see things very well. He's able to catch the ball very well, just a downfield threat in the passing game. You know, he he does a lot of things to me rather well that, that yields itself to him being a good complimentary back at the next level, someone that could pair up with uh, your lead guy and step in and play well. He doesn't need volume to be successful, but definitely can hold his own uh, in pass pro, catching the ball, running the football. I, I like a lot about Wiley and what he brings to the table. I think his dad is Michael Wiley. Um, that I was just going to ask you that. <laughs> that was a former teammate of mine in Dallas in 02 and 03. That makes me feel crazy old. <laughs> That's his dad, I believe. Because, again, who's named Michael Wiley that plays that position? And Michael Wiley probably was one of the first guys that – not one of the first because we, we are old enough to – we remember a lot of these type of guys. But he was someone that kind of made that running back, wide receiver, hybrid kind of in vogue. He was that guy first, in my opinion. Um, what do you got on the spread here, Emery? It's... Land these points with Arizona. I mean, I'm sorry, with uh, Washington, because Washington, yeah, you could probably score on Washington, which is why that over-under is what it is, but Washington just keeps scoring. Their, their receiving core is phenomenal, so they can cover this, and it can still be a competitive game, so I'm going to lay the points with the Huskies. Speaking of phenomenal, I, I can't tell you how big a fan I am of the game time app. I tell everybody I know that if you need tickets for anything, concerts, the baseball playoffs will be coming up soon. Obviously college football, NFL, there is no better way than the game time app. They are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. I mean, you can even get like tickets like, 30 minutes after the event starts, like, you know, let's say it's like a concert. You don't care about the opening act. It's crazy. And they got that game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code draft for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply so again, create an account, redeem code DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Last but not least, Emery, we've got Notre Dame at Duke. Notre Dame coming off a tough, tough loss 
to the Buckeyes. They're laying four and a half, and the total is 52 and a half. Who are you looking at in this one? Notre Dame running back, Audric Estime, I've been very much impressed with. He, he has all the makeup of a foundational back. Good size, good power, good balance, good pad level, good speed. We saw the speed numerous times this year, him breaking away for long runs, can catch the ball in the backfield, solid in pass pro. Everything that you want is a tailback at the pro level. He checks those boxes uh, tremendously. And on the other side, Dukes, Miles Jones, the corner, 6'4", corner that has ball skills, sign me up. You know, someone that can play that boundary side and kind of shrink passing windows with that length and athleticism. It's going to be a good matchup here um, with Duke and Notre Dame. Remember, Duke has already beaten Clemson, and I think Duke has only allowed one team to score in the double digits. So this defense, granted, yes, some of the opponents, obviously there's, uh, you know, Lafayette in there somewhere, um, but Duke has played exceptional defense. And when you look at Notre Dame and what they've done – yeah, this could be a situation where one loss becomes two because of how they lost Ohio State. They could come out flat against Duke. College Dame, game day is going to be down in uh, Durham. But I'm going to attack the total. 52.5 with these two very good defenses. No, 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 no. Take the under. It will be Ooh. under 52.5 on that total, man. Duke will play ball control. We used to call this buck ball when I was in college because the Bucks used to do that with Allstott and that great defense. Just kind of like bleed the clock. I feel like this game will look a lot like Notre Dame and Ohio State in terms of the total. So I'm taking the under with Duke, Raleigh Leonard, that defense, Elko, the coach over there, done a great job. And what Notre Dame has done this season, this this screams under. Even with Sam Hartman and Riley Leonard, two really good quarterbacks, you're still going under. Both defenses are excellent. And with all that firepower and same quarterback and – you know, they had it Ohio State. Ohio State and Notre Dame still couldn't put the ball in the paint a lot. Um, and I feel like pound for pound, Duke's defense is better than Ohio State. So, Which one of those guys is a better pro prospect, by the way, Hartman or Leonard? Hartman. Hartman plays an efficient pro game. You know, he, he's more of the vertical passer, where Leonard is more – Leonard kind of reminds me of Dustin Crum, uh, Crum that plays for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, you know, he's he's kind of the more of the runner than the passer, more of a thrower than a passer, but a good leader and helps keeps your offense on pace. He won't put the ball in harm's way. He'll protect the football, but passing wise, he probably still needs to showcase more. So in my opinion, um, so if, if he comes out, I feel like he's more of a USFL XFL quarterback prospect right now maybe CFL because of the running ability. Uh, but as far as the NFL is concerned, I like Sam Hartman a little bit more. Interesting. Looking forward to watching those guys play on Saturday. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, Plus, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.